All right, uh, it is recording. It's doing its thing. It's uh, Windows. Welcome, folks. Welcome, folks. No, no, that comes later. Oh. Um, uh, there's uh, Windows popping out. Windows popping out. Did you see this story? This I, is I nuts. Did. Well, it, yeah. I want to know where the crew was and, and who signed off on 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 using this airplane. For, apparently, they're doing a publicity shoot. Yeah, yeah. So, let's and see. they had these hot lights. Yep, was, and it, I think it, it damaged the exterior right windows on the airframe. It's reading, not clear. Go ahead. Yeah, reading from our favorite one of our favorite aviation uh, um, websites, the Independent. It's not. It's just. It's a. It's a news source. A, a news site of not the most reputable, but not bad. Not awful. Plane with missing windows takes off and reaches nearly fifteen thousand feet before turning around. Um, and and yeah, as you were just describing, um, it's a uh, it was an Airbus 321, um, and it had been located at Stanstead, Stansted, Stansted, which I, I you know what I'm embarrassed to admit I don't know where Stansted is. That's I'm guessing a, that's a London suburb, airport. Great Britain. That's what I was guessing. Okay, um, yeah, and it took off, um, and and as they were climbing out uh, at you know, about fourteen something thousand feet. Um, and and it wasn't an airline. It wasn't a passenger. I mean, it was a passenger airliner, but it wasn't like a commercial airliner. It was it was a charter of some sort. All right, yeah, it was um, a, but it was an Airbus three twenty something. It was an Airbus three twenty one, but it wasn't like in passenger service in 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 you know kind of ticketed passenger service. It was a charter. This this travel agency or event travel group or whatever. All right, and so it had like uh, it had like it said eleven crew, which I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, it talked about. Let's see now, what did it say? Here? Here, Eleven crew and 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 half a dozen passengers. Passenger. It was a positioning flight. Yeah, to Orlando. Of all yeah, places. right. They were moving the aircraft. No, around. this was a Disney World jaunt. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, maybe it was. Well, no, maybe it was because you know it's a travel agency and the uh, travel agents travel in order to figure sure. out what they you know how to recommend stuff. Kind of, Anyways, the they're climbing out. Um, so there's there's any, nothing like full. All right, there's just a handful of people in this airplane, and as they're climbing out after the seatbelt light went out, um, I guess they weren't still climbing out because after the seatbelt light went out, the Someone wandered to the back of the airplane and noticed that the that the uh, some that the, the there's uh, a seal flapping the seal around one of the windows was flapping. All right, and he pointed it out to the crew, and the crew said, "Well, we should probably go back and land, and, or at and, least you know reduce cabin pressure." Yeah, and uh, so they went back and land, land dead. And uh, when they got on the ground, they discovered that there were a handful, two, three, four windows, something like that, where the outer sort of the real window um, was gone, right? It was missing. Um, the only thing that was still present was the uh, scratch guard, the window that we m- mere mortal passengers get to touch when we're in the, in the cabin. All they really needed there was a Dave Higdon and a camera. <laughs> I, know, I was trying to figure out how to work that joke in myself. Um, so uh, they... Uh, yeah, and as you said, so you were you were starting to correctly describe the story, which yeah, is, they, they 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 used the, the windows got windows and seals got damaged from the heat of the lights. Yeah, uh, during the photo shoot, and uh, no one uh, thought to inspect, or no one thought to maybe put the lights further away, but uh, no one thought to inspect it either. So apparently, you know, and I don't know. I mean, it's like I've often wondered about about the pre-flight that gets done on an airliner you know it's like if you're paying attention 
you'll notice one of the one of the uh, pilots, almost certainly the flight first officer, I would imagine, mm-hmm. because the captain isn't going to do this. No. Um, it gets to go outside, puts on an orange vest, and and goes down on the ramp and does a walk around. And uh, you know, you and I have both in, in, you know inspected our personal mm-hmm. airplanes many 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 times and you know we intimately know the, the the level of detail we go into in order to inspect the airplane you know to the point of inspecting every individual hinge this is what i do anyways um and uh you know so i watch these guys do the walk around guys and women um, sure. do the walk around and i wonder you know it's like well they can't really inspect the hinges i mean how much of an inspection can they really well, do yeah I, either the uh what was it the value jet uh, <clears throat> crash in in the Everglades back in 1990 something. Um, it was a known issue with um, a somewhat known issue with certain models of the DC-10 fleet, and it was the jack screw. The jack screw. You know, it wasn't. It was, I think it wasn't value jet. Maybe it was uh, Alaska Air off in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, nose dive in for like 18,000 feet, but. Um, the uh, jack screw that was moved, that was ha- handling the stabilator trim. Yep. Um, was not lubricated properly. Well, you can't check that on a pre-flight. It's at the top of the very top of the airplane. It's thirty feet off the ground. Right. Um, and you know the maintenance uh, people. No, you you look around. You're walking around to make sure there wasn't any unreported damage. The the crew, the maintenance people, um, sign the airplane out. Earlier in that day, the other crews that have been flying it have been pay- paying attention. And they've written all this stuff up. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, are, the pins shouldn't still be in the landing gear. Shouldn't be any any new leaks. Da 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 da. Right. And it, you know, it's, it, the tires seem to be you know round and, and they have air in them. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. I mean, and obviously you know, I mean, air, passenger air travel is is astoundingly safe so i guess it works but uh yeah. um it it just yeah. always struck me that you know they they can't possibly do a, a an pre-flight inspection the way i do a pre-flight no. inspection and mm-hmm. you know um i guess the fact that there are so many more eyes looking at these airplanes kind of makes up for the fact that yeah. they can't climb up a ladder and dip the tank you know <laughs> I don't know. There are um, pilots who wish they had. Yeah, I know there have been stories along those lines, haven't there? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the uh, there was a handful of windows. The outer glass or whatever it is, whatever material it is, um, was uh, was missing. Um, and uh, according to the story, and which is according to the reports from you know whatever the operator, um, the uh, they never got high enough. The differential temper- the temperature, the the pressure differential, never became great enough to cause the cabin pressure to be dangerous. Um, and so, um, because fifteen thousand feet's high, but um, you could survive even if sure. you were at fifteen thousand well, feet. And the cabin was apparently much lower than that because even though the yeah. windows, but the windows got to. I mean, you got to figure those windows were getting close to popping out. Um, I don't know. I don't and, know, but. Would it have been? An, it probably would have been explosive. Yeah, uh, it would have been dramatic. I don't know, explosive, you know, but uh, because I don't think it would have got the differential would have gotten very high. It, it would have, have gotten, popped a leak. 
That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure and, it was leaking and that, already. And that would have made noise. Yeah. Oh, I'm mm. sure it was leaking already. And I'm a little surprised that that didn't trigger an alarm in the in the cockpit. That, you know, it's like it's taken a little bit too much effort to keep this cabin pressurized. Isn't that? You would think that would be a thing. Yeah. You'd think um, it would be a thing. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyways, the windows, the, they took off without any window, without any windows, without some of their they, windows. They forgot to roll the windows all the way up. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, anyways. All right. Well, there we go. All's well that ends well. They went back and landed at, at Stansted, San, I'm sorry, Stansted Airport and figured it all out and, you know, all is well. Um, I'm sure by now it's been fixed. It's not clear to me whether or not the outer window parts were removed for the video shoot or were they sufficiently damaged that they popped out on takeoff. Um, or something else. Uh, the story doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I was reading the story, looking for that detail, and I don't seem to, to say anything about it here. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently they got the lights too close to the windows, and the heat did something. You can imagine that there's some sort of. The problem is, I thought the windows. I thought windows in an airliner like this, just like the the, the door is. What would be the word? Reverse sealed? You know, I mean, it's like it's it's structured in such a way that the pressure of the cabin presses it into place uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so that it's less likely to pop out. That doesn't, I always, mean, the, that doesn't mean a seal can't fail. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I always assumed that windows were shaped this way, too, that they were shaped in such a way that they were pressed into place by the pressure of the, of the cabin. And uh, my point being, where did they go? Were they, they, this suggests to me, anyways, that they were consciously removed as part of the video shoot oh i see what you're saying i see what you're saying um because if they if their seal had simply been damaged by the heat they still couldn't have popped out but maybe i'm misunderstanding some listeners should tell us some some listeners in there we got a bunch of listeners who are are, uh, our airline folks and somebody should fill us in on how these windows actually work are they are are they can they pop out like i guess maybe well no i don't know the, the dramatic stories you hear about you know, um, um, explosive decompression usually involves a window that breaks or shatters or, or something like that. Um, there was a guy that looked a lot like a um, a young uh, William Shatner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, a okay, I okay. Go and, ahead. Yeah, they they did something. Um, they reenacted this thing, and the window broke. And, oh. and he's kind of hanging outside the the yeah. airplane. Yeah, yeah. Was, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Yeah. Well, all's well that ends well. Um, if you have a video shoot happening near your airplane, make sure you give it a good once over. Well, you know, put a fan on it or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. What was it you do said? Do it in cold weather. All right. What, what was it you said earlier that, you, that was too early? Welcome, folks. That's right. Uncontrolled airspace, the General Aviation Podcast. I'm Jack Hodgson, and I'm coming to you from. Uh, you know, it's cold here. <laughs> I shocked you. Yeah. I shocked you. That didn't mute. Yeah, right. Um, where uh, was, I woke up this morning at dawn, it was 18 degrees here, and uh, it's supposed to get nearly as cold tomorrow morning. Anyways, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's winter and 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 uh, and in in Dover, New Hampshire. And I'm here with my talking to my very good friend uh, Jeb Burnside from somewhere near Sarasota, Florida. Hi, Jeb. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, a lot of things on my plate these days, but yeah. uh, trying to knock them down. Yeah, we are a uh, few weeks past uh, Thanksgiving. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? This I did. It was very relaxing. Um, yeah. uh, my kids and I got a cabin in the Virginia mountains yeah. in the woods. 
Um, the roads were well paved uh, and whatnot, but the slightest hint of snow or ice, I would not want to be there. Yeah. Because well, you'd be holed up for a week. Yeah. It was, that yeah, deep, yeah. it was that deep in the woods. Although your kids live up there, right? Your kids do live in well, they live in the D.C. area. This yeah, was right. uh, yeah. western so part of So they're not world. unfamiliar with winter. You're the one who's lost all of your skills. I've lost all my skills. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh-huh. you uh, you flew up. Um, I flew up and I flew was, back, was, actually, too. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, okay, good. It's, it's good that it, when you match, when you manage to match those up, it's always a good it, thing. It's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? What was the trip up and up and back Yeah, like? going up trip was fairly painless. Yeah. Uh, like four and a half four now nah, about four hours 15 minutes something like that yeah yeah um now you fl- you landed at an interesting sounding airport Tell yes me about this airport luray caverns uh which is not coincidentally near the uh, the attraction called luray caverns mm-hmm. but it's also in luray virginia if the name of the county alludes me uh but it's it's nestled right up against the west virginia state line um mm-hmm Oh, uh, down around it's it's uh, west of Charlottesville, uh, uh, north of Roanoke, kind of thing. Okay, yeah. And I, I've been in that. I've been there before. That the uh, the the property we stayed at was just literally easy strolling distance from a um, uh, ski resort installation that's been there. Gosh, it was there in the at least in the eighties. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been there forty years. Does it plus. still operate as a skiing operation? Still does? operates as a ski operation. Really, they get there snow. Was no, there was no snow there. Yeah, well, that's my question because yeah, that's there was what's no happened. snow there. They have snow machi- making machines and, yeah. and things like that. Okay, um, but I've been there before. They also got like a two thousand foot paved strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've flown in there before. Um, I I wasn't. I could probably have gotten in. I could have gotten in easily when I went up. Uh, but I was really hinky about getting out, uh, right? Because it's nestled between two ridges and right. it's VFR only, and you got to climb, you know, four thousand feet uh, and, and, and miss the ridges before you can get to radar, right. and you yeah, know, all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff like Cause that. Because as I recall, you went up a day early because of weather. Yes, exactly. I I had planned on going up on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and just was looking at the the forecast and and. Uh, the exact time I wanted to to arrive on Tuesday, um, the forecast was like for 300 foot overcast, which is about 800 feet below the minimum descent altitude right. for the approaches into the ray. Okay, so that was a no non starter. So yeah, I went up a day early, got in in good VFR. Um, the uh, um, the place was ready. It was not a it was not a deal. Um, did you now? Do you, did you do turkey? Did you guys no, we have a meal? This or? We did that? ham this year. We did ham this year. Ham this year. A lot of people are talking now about uh, uh, doing doing alternates, non-turkey. I, for... I may get a turkey at Christmas just because. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. uh, uh, I had ham sandwiches at Thanksgiving and have, have turkey sandwiches at Christmas. I don't, you know. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Um, I want to hear about your trip back, but first let me, fill, my, let me just kind of fill in my side of the story here. Um, my Thanksgiving was very pleasant as well. Um, I, I, long-time listeners or p- listeners paying attention will know that I am one of five kids, my, me and two brothers and two sisters. And uh, we got together at Lookout Point, uh, which has kind of become our, our tradition now, um, that the uh, five of us get together. And uh, we had two of the uh, nieces were with us as well. Um, and uh, we... Uh, um, and and we we kind of divide up the cooking duties every every year one of oh, us cool. takes kind of becomes the head chef and uh um 
and so this year my uh, my the older of my two brothers um, was the uh, was the turkey chef, and so he roasted a turkey, and uh, we all brought things. Uh, um, uh, what did I bring? I forget what I brought. I become the carver. It's really interesting. I oh, didn't really? know this until until I, I, I it kind of I made the connection this time for the first time ever. But it suddenly occurs to me they've been asking me this for a couple of years now. Apparently, I'm the best turkey carver in the family. I enjoy doing it. I kind of know a little bit about the right way to do it. But uh, um, so I, I did the turkey carving. I brought some dessert. Um, we had the whole normal thanksgiving spread with the you know mashed potato and rolls and stuffing and squash and uh, sure. um you know, other vegetables. So it was good. We had a nice time. And, uh, and then we went for a we did, walk. We did pretty much the same thing, but with, yeah. with ham. Yeah. With ham. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Your trip home. Now, I wasn't really paying much attention when you went up, um, but on your trip home, I happened to look into FlightAware a couple times to see you traveling home. And I and I had two, I had at the time two observations about it. First of all, it was taking a long time. Yeah, it absolutely was. And the other was that according to the radar that FlightAware was showing me, you went either through or under a fairly large mass of precipitation. Um, what was the trip home like? The first hour and a half or so were pretty good. I was uh, at least on top of a, a broken layer um, when I started out. Um, but the headwinds, that was at like the lowest I could go was 6,000 feet uh, in that area. Um, and until I got out of the foothills uh, in, in ba- basically into southern Virginia or, uh, or North Carolina before I could... Uh, descend down to what I wanted was 4,000 feet where the winds were slightly less. Um, I don't know if that was the right decision or not. Um, the winds were, were uh, pretty solid. Um, I, and I can get a higher, much higher true airspeed at, at higher altitude. I don't know if that would have uh, helped or hurt. Um, but I chose the low route this time. Um, around, I don't know. Certainly around Savannah uh, was mm-hmm. getting into some rain. Uh, it, it was deceptive. Um, there was a lot of rain, or, or at least there was a lot of rain painted on Nexrad. Yes. But there was no convective activity at all. Okay. Well, that's it, good. Um, yeah, there was no convective activity. The only um, turbulence I experienced, and I reported it as moderate to severe, uh, was... Um, somewhere in Florida, oh, around Jacksonville. Um, and um, that was right at the edge of the, of the front I was going through. So that's kind of sort of to be expected. Um, um, ATC was, was concerned about the winds. They were they were trying to vector people, and, and the winds were changing on them. So they're like, eh. and they, at one point they asked me what my winds were, and I told them, and... Uh, they're like, huh? So, uh, yeah. Uh, so it was. It was an interesting trip. I. It was uh, a pretty marginal VFR when I got here, uh, and uh, I, I canceled IFR a few miles out and and uh, came strolling in about fifteen hundred feet uh, legal, but um, um, I was primed to punch the button and go out to yeah, go back yeah. to go to Sarasota and rent a car. Or something it, like that. It, it was. It was after dark, right? 
It was after dark. Yeah. I, I, what's it like to operate in? So you have lights on your on your strip there at at yeah. Air Park. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have a couple of gerbils that run in the cage. All right, well, that's kind of what I was curious about. So, I mean, do you have a personal minimum or whatever a limit about how dark you'll, you're willing to try and land? Well, or? dark is dark. Um, yeah. And there there are not that many ground lights out there. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a black hole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't like landing there at night. Yeah. Here at night, put it put it bluntly. Yeah. Um, but it's it's doable. I've done it before. Uh, I did it a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'll likely do it again. Um, there's a there's a kind of knack. There's a there's a, a, a talent to it. Uh, um, and I'm a little bit out of practice, but we survived. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and the thing that would make me nervous, if if you were operating from the north, if you were landing, wait a minute, correction, I'm sorry, oh, I keep doing this, from the east, landing westbound, okay, coming uh-huh. in over your old house is what I'm getting at here. Uh-huh. There's there some very tall trees relatively close well, to the end of the Some of them runway. have been cut back. Have uh, they? Okay. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I prefer to use runway nine, especially at night. Yeah. Uh, for, because of that reason, but the the other thing going on here too is is uh, runway two seven has a displaced threshold. So if you're aiming for the end of the pavement, that's not where you should be aiming. You should yeah. be aiming a little bit further down, and as a consequence, being a little bit higher over the trees. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, one time I was flying with you, and we were returning to to your air park, and. Uh, um, and it was after dark, not a lot after dark, but dark enough. And we were going to land from the east. And uh, and I remember, and I don't know if I let on at the time, but I was kind of like doing this little mantra, Jeb knows how to do this, Jeb knows how to do this, Jeb knows how to do this. Because I knew about those high trees, and I was uh-huh. just kind of like paying a lot of attention to the high trees. I, I, there was really no reason for me to worry about it, because you do know what you're doing. But I remember thinking about this. I remember saying... It's, it's easy to get fooled. The, 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 your vision at night is... is uh can play tricks on you yeah uh, and you have to know ahead of time that well what's what's going to happen here is the sight picture is going to show you lower than you uh higher than you really are mm-hmm. and well yeah you run a risk of of getting down too far into the weeds because of the optical illusion or the optical i don't know disinformation that your, your eyes are seeing mm-hmm. so one of the cures is to intentionally come in high and uh, once you know you've you've uh, cleared the obstacles and made the runway at the same time, it's just a matter of pitch and, and, and airspeed control, airspeed and power control, mm-hmm. pitch and power. Yeah, speed. yeah. But, uh, is part yeah, of your it, it, is part of your procedure to um, do anything to about precautions for animals on the runway? Do I you? have in the past. Um, some of it depends on how long I've been in the airplane. Yeah, right. I know, huh? Get home uh, I guess. Yeah, right? some of it depends on what the general uh, situation is. It was kind of breezy and, and uh, uh, unpleasant when I came in that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there normally would not be any deer or, or, or larger animals out there on the runway that time of day. Yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, it sounds good. It sounds like it was yeah. quite an adventure. Yeah. And uh, um, I'm sure it was great to see your kids. And I know. Yeah. For me, it was great to hang out with my brothers and sisters. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving! Yeah. Christmas is coming soon. Yeah, I, don't know we, I don't know what we're doing for thank for Christmas, but I don't know what I'm doing for Christmas either. Yeah. Um, got some options, but yeah. Uh, we'll Anyways, 
What's going on? What else is going on in the aviation world here? We uh, this is an a la carte episode. I have not I have not wielded my sword to decide what we we're going to talk about in advance. Well, um, well, anything on the list? Go, before we go much further, let me just give a quick shout out. Yeah. Uh, to the uh, the uh, management at uh, at the Luray Airport. Yeah. Uh, the identifier is Lima Uniform Alpha. Um, I needed a rental car, and because I was uh, launching a day early, I had I was going to make the arrangements the day I launched. Um, let me put it in. I was going to make the, the arrangements on Monday, but I had to launch on Monday. Right. Um, so I called the airport and talked with a guy named Jimmy. He's the line guy or, or manager or whatever, and um, told him my dilemma. He said, "Well, so let me let me let me work on it." There's a couple. He gave me a couple of names and numbers and. And uh, no one had a car they could rent me. No one could confirm for me, anyway, before I took off that they had a car, but they probably did. And I called Jimmy back and said, look, you know, this is the situation. I'm going to get up there and, and uh, not have a car. I'll phone around and try to get one. But, uh, um, you know, if you think of anything else, please, you know, please keep me in mind. And, uh, hint, I hint, went, nudge, nudge, right? Hint, hint, hint nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, and... Uh, I landed and finally got up there, landed and uh, shut down. And guy pulls up and uh, I said, "Are you Jimmy?" He says, "Yeah." And I, I told him who I was and explained, you know, uh, everything. And it, before and I said, "You know, also, you know, it's going to get cold here. Can 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 we put this somewhere where I can plug? I've got a hundred foot drop cord. Can we plug into an electrical outlet? Ah, we can't do that. But uh, before before the smoke cleared." Uh, I had the the uh, airport courtesy car for the week. Uh, they'd rolled the debonair into a insulated hangar, and I had installed the drop cord, and we were just going to wait until uh, the day before I wanted to leave before they plugged it in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And, and uh, that's I called them the day before I wanted to leave, and they plugged it in, and it was nice and warm and everything when I got when I got to the airplane. They didn't charge me a thing. Really. Wow. Weeks long use of the of the courtesy car topped off the gas, of course. Uh, it, it was a, it was a late eighties uh, Ford Escort, but it was a hybrid. Oh, really? Okay, it was a hybrid. Yeah, it burned gas and oil. <laughs> okay, all right. I walk right into that you one. Did, right, you, yeah. you, thank you for not for not you know. You, you could have really screwed that up. Yeah, but, no, no, yeah. that was good. That was good. Burn, okay, they yeah. didn't make hybrids back in. Hey, the 80s. it was free, man. It was free. It was free. So I left him a nice tip, and uh, I also want to leave him with this shout out because uh, they were just a pleasure to deal with and very friendly and uh, you know just laid back, and uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, great I, service, obviously, and uh, a great assistance. To, to yeah. they didn't know me from Adam, of course. Seems so. like a really interesting area, you know. I mean, with the caverns, which is kind uh-huh. of I, I, a lot of people have heard. I had, I knew the name, and uh, I did a little little uh, web surfing, um, reading about the Luray cavern caverns, and that seems cool. And the and the area is really beautiful, the you know, up against the foothills there. And uh, um, so, yeah, anybody who's looking for a destination in uh, in that part of the country. Sounds like a, a good a good option. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. There are other airports nearby, and it might be closer to your destination. Uh, Bryce, the, 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 where the ski resort is, um, it was the closest by far, but uh, it just didn't have the facilities. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about? What's going on I don't know. that interests you? Um, we got... Uh, 
A lot of stuff on on unleaded fuel. Yeah, that's the one that I I highlighted. Um, yeah, you know, this um, is. I mean, you want to talk about that one first? We can. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I'm, it, I, so, I, I'm not sure what I want to say. Um, I, I'm not sure either. There's been a lot. There's been a bunch of developments. We haven't recorded in basically a month. Sad. Sorry yeah. about that, folks. We're trying to get back into the swing of it. But um, since the last time we recorded, um, there's been a bunch of in- stories. And at first, it seemed like it was kind of going in a good direction, and then it went in a weird direction. Well, right? I, I think it was the last episode. Um, um, I guess that was with um, with Sue Comanche Sue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I made a comment to the effect that you know there's Gammy and, and the the, the G one hundred UL crowd that we had George on months ago. We, we've talked about G one hundred UL before. Um, they seem to be losing the PR battle. They needed to do something uh, to to you know get out there and promote this a little bit more. And uh, it was like the next week, um, there was um, uh, some press coverage, media coverage in, in the aviation media um, about a, a freshly redone Baron with two brand new engines, and they were putting hundred low lead in, in the left side, or putting putting hundred low lead on one one side, and uh, G one hundred UL on the other, and they're out flying the airplane, and they're gonna, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, They've got you know all the engine data you can want, uh, things like this, and just do a little side by side on some of this. So I thought that was pretty good, uh, and exactly what kind of of uh, uh, promotion and attention th- they need to get. And it wasn't long after that that um, AOPA put out a press release. Yep. Um, uh, headline: Unleaded fuel candidate advances into next stage of PAFI testing. Uh, okay, yeah. This okay. is the, okay. This is not the one I thought you were talking about. This is okay. an odd. This is well, the odd one. You do, what do you? I think? agree. This is the odd one. This is the odd one. First of all, I thought PAFI had had died. Yeah. That was uh, um, coming up on ten years ago when when it stopped operations to the extent that it had operations, and they're ballyhooing ballyhooing. Um, what they're saying is that a fuel, uh, not G100 UL. Right. Nor nor Swift Fuel. Nor Swift Fuel. Right. This is another one altogether. This is another one altogether. Uh, uh, First unleaded fuel candidate to successfully pass the most rigorous PAFI initial detonation and 150-hour engine durability test phase. Yeah. 150 hours, really? That's that's your milestone? Yeah. Uh, and you know, PAFI has is, is long been discredited, um, in part because of uh, uh, no one, uh, well, there's a lot of reasons. Let me just put it that way. Uh, but anyway, this new fuel developed by Lyondell Basil Basil Industries mm-hmm. slash VP Racing. Right. It's not clear to me what they race, um, yeah. but they, you know, have come up with this fuel, um, and um, they're they're tying this all to, into the Eagle Initiative. Now, the Eagle Initiative, for those of you like me with short memories or aversion to acronyms, is eliminate aviation gasoline lead emissions. E A G L E. Uh, and this is the new thing that's going to announced last year that's going to save us um, 
from leaded fuels. Um, although, of course, now just back up and restate this one more time. There already is an unleaded fuel that's been approved by the FAA. Yeah. Um, it's called G100UL. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to pimp uh, that that kind of thing. But this is it, nowhere. I, I think this is the the press release I'm talking about. Nowhere in here, in this press release from AOPA. Yeah. Does it mention G100UL? No, I know. Oh, this is this is clearly a release about this so-called UL one hundred E, which is the uh, this uh, Lyondell Basil Industries entry. The, yeah. the thing, the, the, I, and I don't pay attention to it as much as other people do, but I had never heard of this. This I never heard of this. I never heard of this company either. All right, I mean, this kind of uh, you know, and you know, I mean, Google it had kind of there had been a handful of them over the years, but it kind of had seemed like it had boiled down. Uh, maybe that may not be the right metaphor. But <laughs> It had, it had boiled down to um, um, Swift Fuel and Gammy's Fuel, um, and okay. uh, and suddenly this, this, this one comes out of nowhere. It seems to me, anyway. This it's, gives me not a good feeling. So what's I that? Google I Google the exact phrase in the AOPA release. Yeah, Lyondell Basil. That's all one word with two L's at the end. Right. Uh, slash VP Racing. I Google that. Yeah. Click on the first link, which is at the dot com of that company. Right. And at 404s. Oh, well, okay. And it's, I, that could be a sign of something. It could just be that happens sometimes. Uh, yeah. This I, is I, a news release about them passing the interest full-scale testing of this fuel. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a, it's an odd thing that it seems to have come out of no, no. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. We pay a little bit of attention to this, and yet we hadn't heard of it. It seems, I don't know. It's odd. Yeah, I'm not saying um, so, uh, so I don't know what this means. I, I You know, it's like uh, when when George Brawley talked to us, one of the things he talked about was how he didn't want to go into one. And one of, I forget which one. Maybe it was Paffy. But he didn't want to go into one of these these structured testing programs because he felt like, they weren't trustworthy in terms of protecting his confidential, you know, information. Yeah. Um, I, I don't and, doubt that. And it was Paffy. Um, yeah. And, uh, um, and so, so, so <clears throat> Gammy, according to George and what he told us that day, Gammy chose to avoid that path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it, so I don't know whether, you know, this, these folks just figured, you know, let's take a shot at it here. Let's, let's satisfy the bureaucrats and play the game and see, you know, where the, where the thing stops spinning. Um, that was a, Wheel of Fortune metaphor. Yes, uh, yes. So, uh, anyways, it's all kind of interesting. And, uh, that, and then, so unrelated, probably another story about unleaded avgas has to do with the University of North Dakota. Um, University yes. of North Dakota, one of the one of the flight programs that had embraced Swift Fuel um, for their fleet. Um, and had been operating. What is the story here? They'd been operating with their fleet with Swift Fuel for a while, and they suddenly discovered that um, they were having valve problems with their airplanes, which they think they might be a result of the fuel. Um, and so they've yeah. stopped using the Swift Fuel as a result. Yeah. So um, that's it's, a distressing it's not, thing. It's, I, it's not clear that it's causing fuel. Okay. I, all right, I'm glad you said that, and I and I, you know, but the story I read suggested that it was. But I, I hear you, and and we want to be we want to be correct about this, or at least fair. Um, so uh, crazy things are happening in the unleaded fuel area in the last month, and uh, wow, I don't know what to say. It's just like weird. Um, 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, there is enough um, hand raising going on out there to to suggest that maybe it's not the fuel. You think? Um, okay. So you it think could the- be a materials issue, or it could be a process issue okay. in the manufacturing of the engines. It could it could be something else entirely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, uh, they, I, I kind of just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Swift Fuel, but I hope that's not. I hope it's not Swift Fuel that's the problem here. I do. Yeah. I'm, truly. I'm, I, I hope not too. Yeah. Hope so. Not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just when we thought, for better or worse, it was starting to shake out, it suddenly gets more complicated it again. It suddenly and, gets more complicated. And, uh, well, you know, it's interesting that, uh, and I'm unabashedly a fan of of uh, of George and Tim at yeah. Gammy. I, I think uh, I am as well. I, I, and, I've been, I've known both of them for more than twenty years now. Uh, George has been in my airplane. Um, we we go back a ways in person and online, right? Um, but um, these two these two guys from Podunk, Oklahoma, um, came up with a fuel that. Um, is FAA approved? It's the only one out there that's FAA approved at this yeah. point. Yeah, and uh, yeah. everybody else, Paffy included, and 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 now Eagle. They all the players here have been asleep with the switch. Yeah, while someone's been went out there and did this. It's just it's yeah, it's a weird. And now weird the people who have been asleep with the switch are flicking other switches and. Uh, uh, trying to uh, steal some of the current going through this, going through the circuit. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm not very sanguine. Uh, sanguine is not the right word. I'm not I'm not impressed with the timing or the actions of of Eagle and and uh, the associated uh, uh, entities here. It sure feels like something else is going on, but yeah. I don't know what well, that there, is. There is money involved in this, so you know uh, uh, it, it attracts uh, it attracts. Uh, interest yeah yeah what else is going on here um the uh oh just a, I, so here's here's my shout out i guess we we used to do shout outs all the time we don't do them very much anymore maybe we should return my shout i i got a really cool piece of news the other day and that is um eaa announced that um air venture 2023 will feature the Can- canadian snowbirds 2024 um, uh, whatever the next one is, I've lost. <laughs> whatever the ne- whatever the next one is, um, the snowbirds are coming back. I love the snowbird. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love the Blue Angels. I love the Thunderbirds. I love the American teams. But uh, I, I, the snowbirds are are right up there. It's a very different kind of team, um, but it's great. If you've never seen the snowbirds fly, you should. Yeah. and you have an opportunity. Yeah, they're not as loud. No. For example, and yeah, there are more of them. I There's think. more of them. Yeah, they fly a much less dramatic aircraft. Yes, um, but they but fly it, them beautifully. Yes, um, they do. And they, uh, do. they do some cool things with smoke, um, colored smoke. Usually, they used to. Anyways, I don't know if they still do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I uh, there was a period in my life where I saw the snowbirds a bunch of times when I was living out in California. For some strange reason, they appeared in California a bunch of times over a, a few years period, and I saw them multiple times. And that's when I developed my my uh, my uh, admiration for them. And then it went years without seeing them. And then they came to they came to Air Venture a couple of years. Well, probably more than a couple now because probably certainly pre-pandemic. Um, but uh, and I and I was look I, and I saw them then. I went I, and uh, but. Uh, now I'm going to get to see them again. It's very cool. 
yeah. one of many things I'm sure we're going to hear about at uh, at AirVenture. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, what there's else? Also some, there's two pieces of good news. What's one, that? One we'll just mention in passing. The FAA now has an administrator. Yeah. And, and, and they had... I think that's new since we last recorded. No, I'm pretty sure that okay. it happened okay. just prior to when we recorded okay. last time. So we did talk about that. It might have been that day or the day before. You're right. I, I yeah. remember talking about it. You're right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that um, the accident rate has declined. Yeah. I mean, that's always a good... It's mean, been happening every... Uh, it seems like No, a, not every... Not every... You know, there's all okay. kinds of, of charts and data and, and stuff like that. I all think. right. Um, uh, AOPA Air Safety Institute um, released their... Uh, uh, what used to be called the NAL report. Now right. it's called the McSpadden report in, in honor of uh, Richard McSpadden, who was, who was killed... Uh, Just recently, in, as a matter of fact. In October. Right? Yeah. In, in a crash. Um the, the the bad news is that there were slightly more accidents in twenty one in twenty twenty one excuse me, uh, but the uh, one of the reasons there were slightly more accidents is because we flew a heck of a lot more mm-hmm. four million additional flight hours Ooh, okay. over the previous year twenty twenty, um, so the accident rate actually dropped as far as overall accidents as well as fatal accidents right. So you know we're still you know we're still crashing too much we're still dying too much, but um, and, and it's still mostly pilot error, but uh, we're getting there we're getting closer. Yeah, getting yeah. better anyway. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. Good thing. Keep yeah. be safe out there. Stay, you know, keep, yeah, stay safe. You know, be careful out there, as they used to say in the old TV show. Uh, you, you too can get a courtesy car that burns oil. I, I'm sorry. You too can get a what? You too can get a courtesy car that burns oil. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What else here? Uh, well, let's see now. There's got to be something interesting in here somewhere. We're actually kind of reaching the end of our, our allotted time here, but uh, um, I must be something else. We could be the horses on the plane. There's horses on the horses, plane. Now. Horses on the plane. Horses got loose. This is actually a sad story. Apparently, the horses had story. to be destroyed, but uh, um, apparently this happens. All, this, these kinds of flights happen all the time. Um, it's I like, didn't, you had to go way down in this story and maybe two or three different articles from different outlets before you, you learn that there were uh, handlers in the cargo hold of the plane. Yes. That were with, you know, I don't know, jockeys, grooms, whatever. Yep. Uh, that were, you know, uh, sitting, horse sitting, yes. basically. Right. But yeah, but of course the issue here. So apparently the uh, one or more of the horse. This is a, a a flight. I don't know. I don't have the story in front of me, but from my memory, um, of uh, an aircraft that has special cargo whatever stalls basically, and the horses are in the stalls. And as you said, there are uh, horse handlers, you know, whatever they're called. Um, uh, to, there to care for the horses and calm them if, as needed, um, but of course the law says that these handlers have to be seated and strapped in during takeoff, and this is when apparently when this all went bad. Um, is well, that uh, this is an article from Business Insider on this? Yeah, the Boeing seven forty seven had climbed to thirty one thousand feet when the pilot when the crew told ATC a horse had escaped from its stall mm-hmm. and that they needed to return to JFK. Quote. We are a cargo plane with a live animal, a horse, on board the airplane. Yep. And the horse managed to escape his stall. Uh, we don't have a problem with, with flying, but we need to return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So, and and I think I read the story that the horse was sufficiently injured that it had to be destroyed when all was said and done. Yeah. I, I think I read that someplace, which is very sad. I'm not really a horse person, but I know people love their horses, and it's as it should be. Yeah. Um, horses on the plane, though. Of horses course. on the plane. Snakes yeah. on the plane. Horses yeah. on the plane. What's yeah, next? Right. I, yeah, I'm sure something. We'll see. Um, what else here? Uh, uh, I don't know. There's so many there's, weird there's stories. So much. On... Vans is in bankruptcy. Uh, say again? Vans Aircraft. Vans. This is a very sad, disturbing uh, story. Very sad. There's, um, there's some great coverage. Uh, not, to, not to pimp the company line here, but um, some great coverage from Mark uh, Cook at Kit Planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a link to that from uh, AvWeb. Yeah, Vans, of course, being um, um, the uh, the creator and, and and maker of maybe the most successful kit planes, you know, in terms of raw numbers ever. Yeah, um, the RV line, so-called RV line, the RVs, you know, going all the way to RV threes, and, and that was a long time ago. And um, that's that's the kind of airplane that that Amy flies these days. Um, and I, I believe a ten, right, an RV ten that that they built together, and uh, so. Uh, but I, so it's kind of puzzling to me. It's kind of you know, it's surprising that an aircraft design, you know, an aircraft company that's been so successful would run into these kind of problems. But well, that's that's it is surprising, and that's um, the gist of Mark Cook's article, trying to trying to explain it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's there's COVID. Um, COVID for Vans Aircraft was a boon because all the all the frustrated pilots who weren't flying or weren't going to the office anymore. Right. Hey, hey well, I've got all this time at home. I'll build an airplane. Right. Um, they had workforce issues. There was a, they had outsourced some, some work to a company that screwed it up or didn't do it right or something. Um, and, and, and brittled uh, some aluminum sheets when they were um, uh, punching holes. Really? Um, yeah. Laser, lasering, laser cutting some holes. There was all kinds of stuff going on. And, um, there's no one, you know, no one thing, no one uh, 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 person, uh, you know, could, could be blamed. But here they are. Yeah. Uh, in Chapter Eleven. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's, there's, they still owe a lot of money. Yeah, I, and I don't know, I, I don't know how to analyze that that particular fact. I saw that story, how they owe a lot of money, but they they owe a lot of money if only because they have a lot of um, deposits in their pocket um, that they That's- can't. They part of it. They can't count as earned. I, I I don't know whether that's part of it or not. I'm just saying that's that's a factor. I would think you know, um, is that they have all these these uh, purchase per, uh, deposits that yeah. technically are are liabilities. They technically owe these things, and uh, so I don't know. But I I wish them good good. I mean, we I think you do too. We all wish yeah, absolutely. Vans good luck. You know, um, um, Dick. I met. I met Dick Van Grunsven. Did I say that right? Uh, doubtful. <laughs> I couldn't do it either. Um, the the, uh, the 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 guy behind Vans um, and uh, the founder of the whole thing. It was one of the uh, at Air Venture. This was one of the uh, um, one week wonder um, times. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I was standing there. I might have been with Higdon. Um, and we were standing there, um, you know, just kind of admire. We were in the middle of the whole corral there. I'm sure Charlie had escorted us in, and uh, we were kind of looking around. And uh, and and all of a sudden, we turned around, and standing right next to us is is Dick Van Grunsen, mm-hmm. um, the the founder of Vans, um, who uh, you know is is truly larger than life. He's kind of a big guy, um, and uh, um, I was like, 
and Dave is Dave, Dave or Dave was Dave. Dave would was like, you know, hey Van, how you doing? You know, uh-huh. uh, and I'm like, you know, speechless. I'm like, you know, you know, celebrity shocked. You know, um, and uh, so uh, but we got a chance to say hi to him, and uh, he was very very polite. I'm sure I mean, he may have known Dave. He certainly didn't know me from anybody, but uh, um, yeah, I. So I wish we, I wish them the best. They've done great things for general aviation Absolutely. and for for personal flying and and home building. And uh, um, I hope they can they can sort this out um, and that nobody gets hurt too badly. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? Can we what talk else? About here? Um, maybe the last. I don't know. Unless you come up with something else here, sure. I just want to mention this, and I don't know what to do with this story except that there was a very bizarre near miss on the approach to JFK recently. Did you see this? Um, is it on the list here? It is on the list someplace. It's uh, where is it? Let's see here. Uh, Sir JFK. Uh, no, that's horse broke loose. Where is it? Um, hang on, hang on. You sure it was JFK? I think it was. Uh, I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh, it's near the top. What's the first couple words? Um, this quote, if we hadn't bailed out. Yeah. It's like, yes. yeah. So, uh, um, and, and there, there's a, it, this is a pointer to a YouTube video that is a recreation of the flight tracks. And, and even the YouTube video, it, you know, points out that there could be some flaws in the data here. But um, th- this, this Americans, American Airlines um, Airbus, and apparently a, um, um, a, uh, an, a regional, a regional. Oh, it was a PC twelve. I remember yeah, PC twelve. Yeah, yeah. um, and they were getting vectored in bizarre ways. And the ultimate result was that uh, the uh, the the PC twelve was like five hundred feet directly overhead the American flight on right. like long final. Right. Um, and uh, it sounded like the uh, the it sounded like the controllers were having a hard time getting them into the right spot. They were going they were trying to set them up to land on parallel runways. Right. Um, but the problem is that they literally did this kind of figure eight, you know, z- zig and zag and all across each other. The track is really astounding looking. Um, and um, you know, God bless. I mean, I, and apparently both crews knew a weird thing was happening, and so it sounds like they were on top of the situation. But the American um, crew, in particular, were, were were a little bit more than a little bit annoyed. If you listen to the, the uh, I, I don't listen. I, I've got the YouTube the, video. Yeah. Um, you, you should listen to it because it's interesting. The YouTube video um, captured the uh, the ATC audio and then overlaid it onto uh-huh. a uh, a recreation video that shows the flight tracks. Um, and the American crew were really pretty annoyed, um, justifiably, if you ask me. Um, so they, they got on the ground and they landed and taxied off the runway and um, and and said said to ground, "We would like a phone number that we can call somebody." All right. right? Um, and uh, um, and I, that's the last I know about the story. I don't know where it went from here. It, yeah. it, the, the The video did point out that the PC twelve the PC twelve ultimately broke off and kind of did, went away. Um, uh, but it did apparently land safely later. I, I, I'm, I've got it running with the yeah. volume turned down. Yeah, it, watch know. that track. It's just astounding. Okay, this is the the uh, um, this is ground ground ass the flight. Um, wait a second, let me find it. Whoever vectored him in, no. This, yeah, yeah, well, ground. We'll get a phone number for you. Yeah, well, and, yeah. There was a, I, I, a about fifty seconds later. Uh, all right, American Twenty. I have a number for you, ready to copy. And okay, area code, phone number. Um, yeah, they uh, 
the ground controller was, it was kind of, it was, I don't know what the right word would be, not amusing exactly, but, uh, so the American crew asked for a phone number, all right, and the, and, and, the, and the American crew asked for a phone number from, I think he used the word tower or something like that. Tower, right? track on, yeah. And, and, well, no, that's the thing, all right? Well, so then hey. the ground controller said, well, do you want a number for the tower or do you want a number for Tracon, yeah. right? Because apparently they had been watching it play out as well, all right? The, the, the tower controller, ground controllers knew that this situation was happening. And so they were trying to saying, well, American, do you want the tower number or do you want Tracon's number, all right? Um, and, and there was a little bit of confusion there. Ultimately, they sorted out. And uh, I, I think I recall they gave him Tracon's number. But uh, uh, yeah, basically, the, the, the American flight said, we want the number for whoever cleared the Pilatus to land. Yeah, but yes. And that's where it gets confusing because the whoever cleared them to land wasn't necessarily the people who vectored them into that's, the vicinity exactly of the right. PC-12. Um, and so the ground person was trying to avoid, I think, I'm listening to it thinking the ground person is trying to not get her people in trouble, all right? She wants to, you know, this is, this is we didn't do this. She didn't say this. This is what I'm hearing in my head. We didn't do this. Tracon did this. You want to talk to Tracon, not the people who cleared you to land. And she finally apparently convinced them. Uh, look at this video, folks. I mean, if you haven't seen yeah. it, we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's, it's, um, I'm not surprised everybody wasn't, I'm not surprised that everyone was quite distract, disturbed by this because I'm watching it going, holy crap, yeah. this yeah. is a thing, you know. Um, it, was, it was a big thing. And uh, I can't imagine that Tracon didn't get ding, you know, for, for doing this. Because oh, this I'm is, pretty sure this is not over with yet. Yeah, this is, you know, I mean, I don't know whether it's, is it, is it, isn't, is it, is, is 500 feet overhead another aircraft on final, on long final, but on approach, part of the separation standard? I just can't imagine that that's. I'm sure they were both IFR, and that's well within separation standards in a terminal area. Now, my, my recollection, it's only from, I don't remember why or where I saw this, but it was early on, um, it seemed that the the Pilatus had been cleared to the parallel runway, yes. not the not the same runway Americans had been cleared to. No, no, but the parallel runway for sure. That's um, what I'm saying. But I think they were having a hard time. Apparently, they were approaching from the not correct sides from where they wanted well, them. The parallel. What, what I'm so. getting at is is the Pilatus started out for the wrong runway. Oh, that could be. That could be. Um, and, and so they were trying to sort it out. And yeah, uh, um, some. And I'm sure that the the uh, TCAS in the in the Airbus was just screaming. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, in terminal area, maybe it wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, but it sounds like the American folks had eyes on this airplane sure. for most of this situation. Yeah. Um, and man, I'm telling you, if this airplane's right over their head, it's going to be freaking them out. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, just, I'd, have, I'd have probably bugged out before they did. But yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, anyways, interesting, kind of frightening. I mean, it worked out, and God bless the crews. Apparently, both crews were on top of the situation. They kind of they 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 knew something weird was happening so they were on their best you know using their best care but uh yeah crazy 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 all right well um unless there's something else here you want to talk about i think we've reached fork time here um uh, i'm i yeah i think we can get the fork out yeah absolutely. yeah okay all right um chances are next episode um drew poley uh, 172 drew is going to join us um he is uh um recently back from las vegas where he uh had some experience with that uh formula one racing um 
um, flight restrictions or landing restrictions or landing fees thing, and uh, wanted to hear his his take on that. He's going to talk to us a little bit about that. He also may have some news about other things that would be interesting. So uh, um, no promises, but I'm pretty sure Drew's going to be with us in the next episode. Um, but in the meantime, thank you, Jeb. It's a lot of fun. Hey, right? yeah, it's, absolutely. Uh, had a good absolutely. time talking about um, it's, it's good to do this again. Caverns and landing with deer and um, and uh, gasoline yeah. and uh, um, windows popping out and uh, yeah. everything like that. Anyways, that's Jeb Burnside. Jeb's a uh, freelance aviation writer and editor. He serves as the editor-in-chief of Aviation Safety Magazine. He's also a contributor to other aviation publications. You can find Jeb's work online at aviationsafetymagazine.com. You can also find him occasionally on avweb.com and aea.net, among others. On social media, he's uh, uh, at Burnside J on, on X, Twitter. Um, and uh, his magazine, Aviation Safety Magazine, is uh, Av Safety Mag on X, Twitter. On Mastodon, Jeb is, my, is, is Burnside J at mytransponder.com. And I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm a private pilot, a freelance writer, and a digital media producer. You can find me online in most places using the all one word username Jack Hodgson. For example, I'm on Twitter and I'm on or X or whatever, um, YouTube, Patreon. Um, on Mastodon, I'm Jack Hodgson at mastodon.social. Um, and uh, you can find my ebooks on, uh, on Amazon by searching for Around the Field in the book section. Um, that's it, uh, folks. Thank you for everyone taking time to listen. You can follow UCAP uh, itself um, on Mastodon at uncontrolled airspace at mytransponder.com. Um, and please, if possible, become a supporter of this podcast at uh, patreon.com slash uncontrolled airspace. Or you can make a PayPal tip jar donation, care of the email address podcast at uncontrolled airspace.com. Just 10 or $15 spread over the span of a whole year is a big, big help. We really, really appreciate it. Also, we love to hear from you, so you can use that same email address, podcast at uncontrolled airspace.com, to send us your comments and questions. So, anyways, Jeb, do you have a few uh, words of wisdom for us? Just everybody remember to make sure that the airplane gets to its destination five minutes after you have. Think ahead. <laughs> Think ahead. Think ahead. Stay ahead of the airplane. All right, wayward, wayward aviators, that's enough talking. Let's go flying. <laughs>